Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 89, the review for Gemini Man. of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And it's review time once again, and though it's a few days late, I'm still here to talk about Gemini Man, the latest film from Ang Lee, starring Will Smith, which I have been very curious about. I have had, like, you know, a little bit of hype, but not super crazy hypeful. So before we get into the review, as always, we like to give a little bit of background detail. Now, this is a film I've been following for almost a year now. I remember like looking this film up and I'm like, oh, Ang Lee's making another film. I'm interested to see what he does because he's a pretty good director for the most part. And then it stars Will Smith, and that's an interesting mix. And when I constructed my list of the films to be looking out for in 2019, which is a three-part blog posting that I normally do on my uh, blog, Hypersonic 55, wordpress.com uh, in the early part of January this film only had a premise the director Will Smith in the leading role and that was about it there was no trailer no nothing slowly but surely we started getting additional cast members and then we got the first trailer which I believe showed up in the summer and I remember watching it and I was like ah, looks interesting I think the premise and you know the whole concept of seeing an older Will Smith versus a younger version of himself was the main draw more so than like uh, anything else it looked like a standard action film with a few interesting like uh, narrative elements but there was nothing from the trailer that screamed oh my god I need to watch this but then when the second trailer came around it definitely like you know piqued my interest more so than the last one. We just got a few more story details that de aging on like younger Will Smith just looks so good, and it just made me think, man. Again, how far we've come with this de aging thing from the uh, you know de aging they did in uh, X Men: The Last Stand to Tron Legacy to that Benjamin Button thing to you know the recent Star Wars film like you know Rogue One to obviously what they've been doing to the Marvel films as well anything from you know Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to Captain Marvel and now this I'm like you guys are getting too good you crazy wizards in the visual effects department are starting to create some crazy good magic so I was very curious to see how this would pan out just because the trailers was you know getting better the concept was very intriguing to me and I'd hoped beyond the trailer that there was some more interesting things going on in the film plus you know you had Mary Elizabeth Winstead in there and Clive Owen I like both of those people so I'm like yo let's see what's going on let's see what's up so I saw the film the day after opening night and yeah I have some thoughts on it so as we do on this thing we go back and talk about the story cast presentation and then we go for the overall conclusion so without further ado let's jump in alright so now it's time to talk about the plot and it can be summed up as the following Henry Brogan is an assassin that works for a secret agency and he's sent on various different missions to take out those who are, you know, basically bad and shouldn't be in existence. After a recent mission, he decides that he wants to retire and 
While in retirement, he visits an old friend who gives him information that he wasn't supposed to know. So the agency that he works for basically wants to take him out. But because he's so good at his assassination job, they can't really send anybody against him because, you know, they'd lose. So there's a secret division within this agency that's basically cloned Henry and made a younger version of himself. So they send the younger version of Henry to take out current Henry. And that is basically the plot of this film without going into the area of spoilers. Now, I thought this film had some interesting ideas, especially when it came to the idea of secret companies cloning assassins and stuff like that. However, everything else was standard fare when it comes to your standard action thriller films. There are some decent moments of mystery and suspense, but if you've seen any film like this in the genre, you know exactly how things play out. The plot is pretty straightforward and didn't do anything overly unique. And while you don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to genres like this, you either have to add something new or do your story exceedingly well. And this film was just decent at best. The trailers gave you a general outline of what the plot was. However, if you were able to guess where the plot was going, there's not really much left for you to see in the film itself. About two thirds of the plot is shown in the trailers, so you assume that there might be some major revelations or extra layers that's being hidden. But besides one reveal in the film that actually reminded me of that film Oblivion from 2013, there's really not much going on. And it is a shame because I believe that there's a really cool story to be mined here under a better script or possibly better direction. And I think that this story probably could have worked out a lot better as a 8-10 to 10 episode series on Amazon or Netflix where you could really dive deeper into the mystery and tension surrounding this whole, like, you know, was it agency go into a little bit more of like Henry's past and then find out more about this cloning aspect of the agency and that kind of thing. Again, there's interesting ideas in here and there's certainly like some decent moments, but overall it was just a standard fair action thriller and that was ultimately disappointing. When it comes to the cast, they all did what they could with the material that they were given and I think they were all pretty decent. Nothing remarkable from the performances here, but you know, everyone did well. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I love her. She's been one of my favorite actresses since I saw her in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And she was cool here. She got some like, you know, decent screen time, but also got to get into some of the action sequences as well. So that was fun. Benedict Wong, he was fun. Now, he's primarily just there for comic relief, but the contribution that he made to the film was nice. And then there's Clive Owen who plays the villain guy. I like Clive Owen. I like to see him in films, I, I feel like he's sort of disappeared a little bit in recent times, but whenever he does show up, I'm like, yo, it's my dude, and I thought he was pretty good in this film, he's just standard bad guy, but he has a certain intensity to him, which is just, you know, very nice, and then obviously you have the big cheese, big wheel, as Henry Brogan, now, I have to admit, like, you know, Will Smith isn't doing anything super crazy in this film, he's pretty much just your standard Will Smith. Just very relaxed, very cool, has good screen presence, has a nice magnetism to him. But one of the things that I really liked about his performance in this film is that every once in a while you can see Will Smith with that wonderful flair and intensity flare up. I like to see angry Will Smith in, in films and like in this film he has a few moments where he does turn on that aggression. I'm just like, yep, that's the reason I like you, man. You're fun, you're dedicated, and when you like to, you know, was it act and turn it on, he's, he's real fun. So this film definitely reminded me of, you know, some of the work that he did in iRobot and I Am Legend as well. But Will Smith playing the younger version of himself, ooh, it was nice to see, like, you know, was it the uh, 
to see Will try to tap into that younger side of him. I was getting flashbacks to, I guess, the more, you know, naive side of his character that he played when he was in uh, Men in Black. And he did well to act not only doing, you know, a current version of himself and a younger version of himself, but to play off of those as well. Will Smith was carrying this film very well. Again, there was nothing out of the ordinary about his performance, but what he did was very, very good. Alright, and now it's time to move on to the presentation side of things, and for the most part, it's pretty strong in both the visual and audio department. Visually, this film is pretty damn good, especially when it comes to the visual effects that are used to de-age Will Smith. Now, a lot of people said that this version of Smith looks like he did in The Fresh Prince, but I would say he looks a little closer to his appearance in Six Degrees of Separation. Now, I know there's obviously a little crossover between like the TV show and that film, but I feel like he's partway between Six Degrees of Separation and then his first appearance in like Men in Black or maybe Independence Day. He's not like quite teenage, he's sort of like a, you know, maybe early 20-ish, but yeah, the visual effects were so clean. He looks so good and fresh and pulled right out of like, you know, that sort of early to mid 90s period. Now, there were a couple times where the facial expressions looked a little digital, but overall it's quite remarkable. They have gone to great lengths to be able to construct Will Smith's like uh, face and he looks very good in all sorts of situations, whether he's uh, moving, talking or like, you know, obviously facing the older version of Will Smith and besides some uh, points where in certain lighting he looked a little digital again he looks so clean and this de-aging stuff is just again fascinating and I keep looking towards the next film that's gonna take it to the next level because man those CGI wizards man they're starting to get real good at this um, also there are some additional uses of CG throughout the rest of the film some of it works but some of it looks really fake and it just doesn't blend in well with the live action footage and some of it I'm just like okay for some of these more dangerous stunts I can understand why they'd want to do it digitally as opposed to using you know real life people but some of it just looked really unnecessary and I'm like oh, you couldn't have done it a little better um, in addition to that the way in which the film was shot was pretty good the action sequences for the most part were pretty clean I really like the way in which the uh, camera work was done, there was some nice editing and during one sequence there's a motorcycle chase and it had like this really good tracking shot that was really well handled, very nicely done and there was some nice stylish stuff done here and there. That being said, some of the creative stuff that they tried to do with some of the action and more specifically the motorcycle didn't end up being as cool as I think some of the choreographers had planned. Because here's the thing, we live in a post-Raid, post-Marvel, and post-John Wick world where hand-to-hand -hand combat and, you know, action sequences have been, you know, completely stellar, full of really unique and creative ways for people to go about and take people out, utilizing all different types of props and stuff that you wouldn't think were conventional ways of taking people out. And this film, I think, tried to tap into that, but it just didn't have that same sort of creativity and flair especially that the John Wick films has and yeah some of those fights and chases could have just used a little bit more I don't know je ne sais quoi I wouldn't be able to you know choreograph it myself but some of that stuff just looked really silly so I'm just like why why did someone think this was a good idea for a you know an action scene it, it was unnecessary and then you happen to have the film score by Lorne Balfe 
who I believe was the person who did the score for the last Mission Impossible film, which I quite liked. And I was listening to the film score, I'm like, this is pretty decent. It sounds like it has something familiar about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But then when I was watching the credits and I saw Lorne Bow's name, I was like, oh, of course, that makes sense. Now, this film score is pretty much just there to help elevate the action on screen, which is obviously a good thing. It wasn't super memorable, and it doesn't have nearly the amount of, like, you know, dramatic uh, oomph that he brought to the last Mission Impossible film, but it's still pretty decent. All right, and now that leads us to the conclusion. What did I think of Gemini Man? I thought it was alright, you know. I've seen a lot of people trash this film completely. And, you know, to each their own. I didn't find the film overly offensive. It wasn't completely boring and it wasn't a complete waste of time. I'm just disappointed with it because I was hoping that my boy Will Smith was going to get a win. Because since he's come back into, uh, you know, films after his little hiatus with uh, Men in Black 3 and then After Earth and then all these other subsequent films... Not one of them have had, like, you know, just a solid success rate, you know? He's had some decent appearances here in, like, films that some people liked or at least liked his performance in, say, like, Suicide Squad or Focus or Concussion. But again, there's not been a universal film where everyone's just like, yo, Will Smith's back, baby! I mean, some people said that's, you know, that was the case with Aladdin, but even then, I still don't feel like, you know, that was the solid one. So maybe Spies in the Skies or maybe Bad Boys 3 might be able to do it for him. I just want people to like you know be able to recognize the brilliance that is Big Will on a large scale because you know he, he exists in a world where there's a lot of people that still know and appreciate him but there's so many people in this current age where he hasn't been relevant for a while so they still don't know how cool he is he just needs to have the right film and the right role and then everything will just sort of come back into like you know this wonderful circle of joy but yeah with Gemini Man, I would say it's worth a watch. If not in the cinema, maybe check it out later on. The story is overall disappointing, but some of the action sequences were cool. Will Smith was great, and the de-aging on like uh, Will Smith for the younger version of himself was just so good. And yeah, I mean, if you've seen the film, let me know. Was it an overall disappointment? Did you not mind it like I did? Or did you actually like it like it? Who knows? Just let me know in the comment section below, or holler at me on Twitter where I'm at. Hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55. You can holler at me via the email thehypersonic555 at gmail.com. And yeah, that's about it. All right, now with all that being said, I guess I'll bring another episode of Film Focus to a close. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.